Before we dive in, I wanna let you know about this amazing guide I've put together for you called Be Your Own Boss, the step-by-step guide to nailing down your niche, creating your first offer, and launching your dream business. If you're a new entrepreneur or you've been thinking about starting your business but you're not quite sure where to start or maybe you're not getting the clients you want, this guide is for you. Head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020 or you can just look below this episode and click the link in there. All right, on to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Story Behind the Journey podcast. I'm Angela Mastro Giacomo, and I am really excited for today's topic because I think it's one of those topics that we all kind of feel, but we don't really necessarily like to talk about. And that is really simply put, how to stop worrying what people think. I know that I, I like to call myself a recovering people pleaser. It is a hard habit to break, right? Like when you are used to just always saying yes, always putting other people first, always thinking about, you know, what are they going to think or, you know, how are they going to perceive me before you do everything? Like that gets in your head. I feel like a lot of times it's quite subconscious. And so that's why in today's episode, I wanted to look at how you can kind of start to stop doing that because it's not serving you, right? Like it's probably a huge pain. It's probably kind of annoying to you. I know for me, I hate worrying about what other people think. And yet I know that it is, it has become such a habit, but that doesn't mean it's who I am. And I think that's a really important distinction to make is that a lot of times these things, they're habits, they're things that we learned and we just kept doing over and over, but that doesn't mean it's who we are at our core, which means we can absolutely break away from it. And let's be honest, worrying about what people think, not only is it going to stall your business growth, it's going to stall your growth as a person as well. It's going to take away some of that joy, some of that happiness. Like if you're always just worried about what other people think and you're not really focusing enough on what you think and what you want, that's no way to live, right? So yeah, really excited to dive into this today. Now I feel this one so much. Like I said, this is something I have always struggled with. And I always kind of remember my grandfather telling me once, I think I was probably, I don't know, I was young. I was probably in my late teens, maybe early 20s. And I remember him telling me at one point, I was worried about something really silly. And I was telling him, and he said, you're too young to worry. And that always really stuck with me. I don't know why, you know, sometimes people just say things at the right time and they just resonate. And that did. And I've always sort of carried that with me and thought about it because First of all, he was right. You know, even at that point, I was way too young to worry. But I think the reason it stuck with me is because at that point, like he called me out on worrying about something that was so silly, so silly that I don't even remember what it is now. So it's like it clearly just wasn't even important. And that's how I've always been. I've always worried about absolutely everything, even little things like, you know, will this Amazon order ship on time? Will I have the groceries to make this meal? Like stuff that doesn't actually need to be weighing on me. And like we kind of talked about in the intro, I used to think this was just part of my personality, you know? Uh, Like anyone would say, Angela is funny or, you know, Angela is thoughtful. It was just, you know, Angela is anxious. Angela worries a lot. And I thought, well, that's just who I am. And that was absolutely a mistake because, as I said, I'm realizing it's not who I am and it's not who you are either. It's just a product of the environment we put ourselves in. It's a, it's a product of this habit that we keep enforcing by allowing it to happen over and over. And when I realize that it's not actually who I am, 
that felt really empowering because it allowed me to take back control. And that's really what I'm hoping you can take away from this as well, is that this doesn't have to be a part of your story anymore. Like you can stop this. And listen, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you can absolutely stop it. And I wanted to talk about how to do that in today's episode. So listen, have you ever felt this way? Have you ever felt like you're worrying about everything from the little things to all the big things? Like, you know, what if they think I'm doing this for the wrong reasons? Or what if I mess up? What if I get a bad reputation? Or what if somebody leaves me a bad public review? What if I don't really know what I'm talking about? And so as a result, these things get in your head and not only does this create a narration, a story that you're telling yourself over and over, but you probably don't put yourself out there that much. You probably don't show up in the in the best way that you can and you probably kind of let that fear run your life. And like I said, I have been there, I have lived it, and I am not a fan of it and I'm definitely not a fan of it for you either because how are you going to change the world if you're consumed by all this worry? It just isn't possible. And I want you to change the world. I want you to change your life. I want you to change the lives of others. Like, I know that's what you want too. So we have got to get a handle on this. But I also know it's not as simple as just saying, stop worrying or, you know, be grateful for what you have. I have to tell you, I know those things work for some people. I think the people they work for maybe are not as anxious as me because those things have never worked for me. Like I have tried to focus on the good things. I've tried to, you know, do gratitude journals. That stuff has never worked for me. So I wanted to offer you some alternative things to try because my guess is this is not your first time thinking about this. You have probably done a lot of Googling around it and you're probably still here. So I wanted to share some things that at least I didn't find through Google, but that I was able to find through a lot of trial and error and a lot of work, honestly, with some really good therapists that I had over the years. First thing I'll say is I do think this is an ongoing battle. I I think people like you and me we're probably always going to care what other people think. It's just sort of in our DNA, but I think it can actually be a strength because I bet that in addition to all the things that you're probably viewing as a negative, it also probably means that you really understand people. Like I bet people have told you that it feels like you really get them. You're probably a really good listener and I am sure that people count on you, that they know that you're the person they turn to for advice or direction. And I bet you're really empathetic and you can really understand people, which of course means you can better serve them and you can better impact your community. And if we're really going big, then yes, that means you can change the world because you understand. So listen, it's not all bad, but I also get that, you know, it kind of sucks worrying all the time. Like nobody wants to feel that drain. So it's not all bad. There are positives here. It does give you strength in other areas. And I just really wanted to take a second to highlight that because it's so easy to get down on ourselves, but try to try to look at the other side of it and see all the strengths that you're gaining from being this kind of person because, I mean, you're kind of amazing. Okay, so here are the things that have really helped me manage my anxiety better and manage that aspect of worrying about what other people think. So step one, I want you to start to limit your outside exposure. And what I mean by this is, I think it can be very easy to get overwhelmed. I think it can be very easy to get overwhelmed following, you know, 15 different coaches, subscribe to 100 email lists. I know that my email is out of control because I have either purposely or accidentally subscribed to, I mean, at least 100 different people. And I think in a lot of ways, when we're very first starting out, it's almost good to be 
a little bit naive because it forces you to just get out there, do things, try it. Like you don't have anything to compare it to. I know that when I first started my business six years ago, I I was not following anybody on Instagram. I wasn't seeing what other people were doing. I just kind of went off what I knew and my instincts and what I wanted. And I just sort of put my head down and I was a bit like a bull in a china shop, but I, I got it done and I built it. And I noticed that as I started to either build my business later down the line or as I wanted to pivot to try new things, it was very easy for me to get stuck in research mode, especially because I love research. And I didn't have that in the beginning. And while I'm grateful to have those sources of education, and I think that you should absolutely have mentors, I think there is a point at which it's too many and it's too much and you have to scale back so that you can get a little bit clearer on listening to your own inner voice because I think it's really easy for us to drown that out and think well these experts like they know better than me and so if they're doing these 15 things then it's not good enough that I'm doing only two of those things and I think there's something to be said for just starting small starting simple and figuring it out as you go. Step two kind of goes along with this it's to stop following people on social media that are just not really adding to your life. I mean I don't know, like, when was the last time you went through your Instagram feed and you were scrolling and you thought, I don't like this person, that post annoys me? I I noticed it was happening to me a lot. Or even if it wasn't annoying me, I was just scrolling past because I just didn't care. And it felt like it was taking me forever to get to the posts I did care about. And so, you know, I started unfollowing people. Or if I felt like it was somebody I had to follow, then I would just mute them so I wasn't seeing their stuff pop up on my feed or my stories. And I think that's really okay to do. In fact, it's not just okay to do, like, I think you should do it because I do think a lot of us are following people just out of habit or because we think we should. And it's not necessarily actually bringing anything to our life. We just feel like we should be following these people. But I want your social media to be a happy place. You should go on there and you should feel inspired and just good about your life. Like you have to have an escape. Everything does not have to be business all the time. And in fact, I feel like my business productivity actually increased the less I surrounded myself with so much business stuff. For instance, it's really easy for me to listen only to business podcasts or follow only business accounts on Instagram or subscribe only to business things on my email. And pretty soon it's just business, business, business all the time. And listen, I love learning, but that can be too much. There has to be some relief. And so when I started implementing this, I started actually unfollowing people or muting them on Instagram that I just, that were not bringing anything. And I started following more of the accounts I liked, which for me was a lot of ice cream and food accounts and like miniature pigs and things like that, because They made me smile. And so now when I go on Instagram, it's full of all of those things, plus a select few different friends, business accounts, things like that. So I'm getting a good mix. And so I don't constantly feel bogged down. I I just, I think sometimes our brain needs a break from having to feel, you know, on and in business mode all the time. And I found that this really helped cut down on my anxiety. Step three is to make more time for what you enjoy. I know this sounds simple, it's something I've honestly struggled with, but little things like taking 30 minutes a day to read or to watch your favorite show or to go for a walk, just stop feeling guilty about doing that. Guilt is absolutely a useless emotion, and also what is there to even feel guilty for, that you're actually enjoying your life? Just 
stop feeling guilty about enjoying your life. You started a business because you wanted that freedom and you wanted to build a life that felt like yours where you could live life on your own terms. And listen, I get it. It is very easy to get sucked into the day to day. And then suddenly we don't have any of those things. We don't have the freedom. We're not living a life that feels like our own. And so I want you to really, again, go back to basics with this and start making time for the things that actually make you happy because you did start a business so that you could live life on your own terms, right? So number four is a little more tactile, and that is that I want you to really ask yourself, why do I care? When you're going to, say, post something on social media and you start to worry about it, say, why do I care if people don't like this? Or if you're getting ready to sell a new offer and you start to worry, oh my gosh, are people going to think I'm a fraud? Like, what's going on? Like, why? Just ask yourself, why do I care? I love the chance to do this, to really get deep and ask myself why I am the way I am. But even if you don't quite love this, because I get it, it can be uncomfortable. I think it's an important step to start to unpack like what is really going on. So for instance, you might be getting ready to do a new offer and you start to get worried about it. So ask yourself, why do I care what people think? And maybe the answer to that is going to be, well, they're going to think that I'm greedy and go, okay, well, then, then what does that mean? Well, if I'm greedy, then, you know, it, it means I'm not a good person. And you just keep going and get deeper and deeper. And so maybe you get to the root of it and you realize the reason you actually care is because you're worried people won't think you're a good person or you're worried that people will think you're greedy or, you know, it could be any number of things. But the idea is to get to the root of what you're really feeling so that you can address that thing. Because a lot of times our initial feelings like like saying something like, oh, I just, I, I'm worried about what people think. That's usually covering up whatever is underneath that. And so that's why I want you to really dig a little bit deeper so you can get to the root of that issue. An example from my life is I used to be terrified of talking on the phone for potential client calls. I hated it. I avoided it at all costs. And I had to really ask myself why. And when I did this enough, I realized it was because I was just afraid that they would think that I had no idea what I was talking about. You know, I was so new in the beginning and I was really figuring it out as I went and I didn't want people to think that I was clueless. And so once I realized that was it, I did a couple things to start to mitigate that. Like I would be very, very prepared ahead of time, but mostly I just got on and fumbled through because I knew I would get better with practice. But if I had never gotten to the root of that, I would have just thought I hated phone calls and avoided them and that would not have been great for business. All of this brings me to step five, which is exposure therapy. Sometimes you honestly just need to sort of plow through to see that things are not as bad as you thought. So going back to my phone example, I was terrified of the phone, like I said, and the only way for me to get over that, like I couldn't think my way through that. I couldn't do any exercise. All I could do was just continue to get on the phone and get better and see that it wasn't a big deal. And so that's what I did. I scheduled something like, I don't even know, like as many phone calls as I could in a week, you know, anywhere from two to five. And even if somebody didn't suggest a phone call, I would suggest the phone call because I just wanted to get better at it and I wanted to get over that fear. And so I got on the phone and sometimes I fumbled. Sometimes I felt like I didn't know what I was talking about. But, you know, I got better. And I would say, honestly, within six months or less, I felt pretty comfortable. And within a year, it was not a stressor at all. And now I will get on the phone and it's nothing like it doesn't stress me out. It doesn't cause me anxiety, which is wild to think about because it wasn't that long ago that I was avoiding those client calls on the phone at all cost. 
So exposure therapy really, really does help. If whatever it is you're worried about is something that you can just sort of put your head down and get through and do it over and over and over again, whether it's sending emails, doing client calls, putting out podcast episodes, or putting something on social media, just trust that by doing it over and over, that anxiety is eventually going to pass. Okay, to recap, the first thing I want you to do is if you're feeling overwhelmed, I want you to limit your exposure to all of the many mentors and coaches and resources you have and just get kind of quiet and start to listen to yourself again. Number two, I want you to stop following people on social media that are not actively making your life better and start filling your life with more of what is. Speaking of step three, make time to actually enjoy your life and stop feeling guilty for it. Step four is to dig deep and find out what's really causing all this worry. And step five is just good old fashioned exposure therapy. Now I know this episode was a little bit different than normal. Let me know what you think. If you want more of these mindset type podcasts, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Angela underscore Mastro. And if you loved this episode, I would be so grateful for a review and a rating. I love them. They always make me smile. And yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.